Blessed are the persecuted. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Pavlamani. Why does God allow persecution of those he loves? Today, Cynthia provides the answer and the conclusion to her series on the Beatitudes. Here she is with more. The Beatitudes Blessed are the persecuted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before them. Matthew 5, verses 10 and 11. The Beatitudes mark the beginning of an intense training program for his disciples, and Jesus has been intentional in the counter-cultural traits of a Christian's life. Being poor in spirit, mourning, meekness, longing for righteousness, operating in mercy, purity, and peace, were not the popular sermons or subject matter for books of the day. This last beatitude, even more so. In this final beatitude, Jesus addresses the world's response to the first seven beatitudes. We're not surprised by the revile, the persecution, and the tarnishing of our name from the unbelieving world. It is allowed and beneficial to us. That's a hard pill to swallow, that God allows his children to undergo persecution on his account, and that he requires this prescribed response on our part, to rejoice and be glad. That's overwhelming on so many accounts. How can we be expected to rejoice in being mocked and destroyed by those who hate us? This is simply impossible for anyone. But the one who has experienced and been transformed by the first seven Beatitudes, Jesus is confident, will persevere such persecution by the strength of the Holy Spirit to experience the great reward that awaits them in heaven. He did the very same, bearing the grotesque response of the world on a wooden cross for that which lay beyond. God intends for us to be the light and salt of the world. We will be used to bring light into dark places and to alter the flavor of society. When we live like this, we should expect to incite a response from the world. Some will be saved and turn in repentance to Him. Others will harden their hearts and turn in vengeance toward the believer. Either way, Jesus says, be glad and even celebrate, because this is part of his plan for the world and for his children. In John 19, he says, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And so we press on, not expecting the love of this world, but in the assurance that we are in the good company of our sweet Jesus, who strengthens us for this journey and has reserved for us a great reward in heaven.
And we are back with Cynthia with what is the, Cynthia, the last reading from the Beatitudes. Yes. And Cynthia is joining us from a new studio location today, very beautiful Anchorage, Alaska. So I can see the beauty of Alaska through the camera here, Cynthia, as we record. It's pretty gorgeous here. Yeah. No, it's the time of year when the sun doesn't go down. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. I haven't, right. I've been here um, for three, no, four days now. And, you know, it's been bright throughout. Wow. No matter what time of day or night, you know, so it's been fun. Uh, how how been do kids do bedtime? I mean, I can't imagine going it's to bed. It's been a like, challenge, especially yeah. for my girls. Because, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night and it's like <laughs> midday. And so it's oh hard goodness. for them to oh, physically yeah. process. It's yeah. time for bed. But, you know, they do have blackout curtains. And okay, so I was going to ask if they have that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Once you get into the bedroom, you know, we can kind of yeah. fake it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also summer vacation. And so they're having a good time with their cousins. And, of course. Yeah. Um, that's, that's wonderful. We're not being too strict on bedtime and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. You're actually with, you're with both of your sisters who've been on this podcast before. So that's probably a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. It's a blessing. After after a while, the lockdown and everything, right? Yeah. We've never not seen each other for this long Mm, in our whole lives, including going away for college, moving to another country. We've always managed to see each other at least once a year and so this has been this has been challenging this past over 22 months that we haven't seen each other yeah so yeah well what a blessing to be able to see each other and spend some time and with your parents as well so that's great yeah it's wonderful well uh we are getting into the last part of the Beatitudes. And so let's get into it with these questions here. Thank you again for the reading. Okay, so this one, like we said last week, this one's going to be a tough one. You know, we know as Christians, many are persecuted. What all can persecution mean? And what I mean is like what into the bucket of persecution, what can you put into the bucket of persecution? I guess is how I'm kind of phrasing this question. Yeah, so I, I don't think those of us who live in the West really know or understand or maybe even are aware of the intensity Mm. or consistency with which many believers around the globe are being persecuted simply for saying with their mouths that I believe in Jesus, you know, let alone trying to live a life of faith. If we read the Beatitudes, you can split them almost in into four and four, right? The first four or the first three ending with four is of our emptiness, right? And God pouring into our empty souls and filling it up. And then the second four describes us pouring from this fullness into the world, right? Mm -hmm. And what Christ calls persecution is this uh, wrongful response to this pouring out, and and that can take many forms, right? Like we were talking about, it could be the gruesome and tragic form of torture and martyrdom and just control, you know, of people's lives 
in many other countries. In some other countries, it could be, you know, just control of a child through the mm -hmm. education system. The truth is that in America, we are just beginning to feel this mm -hmm. change of tide, right? We're feeling the hate toward us take on a more aggressive form, mm -hmm. right? Either we're dragged into court Mm -hmm. for standing up for what we believe, or we lose jobs over our faith, or we are not given the opportunity to share our opinion or, or our thoughts openly. Right. Now, I, I'm, not one, I'm not a person who believes that any form of public rejection of Christ or, Christian, or a Christian is persecution, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, people don't say Merry Christmas anymore. They say Happy Holidays <laughs> yeah. or they took prayer out of school. And these are sad things not to make mm -hmm. little of them. But that's not persecution, at right. least not the persecution that God is referring to in, in this passage, right? Any Because, kind because of just to, um, sorry, just to interrupt real quick, you can actually still pray in school. It's just we're talking about, when we talk about in America, at least, it's state-sanctioned prayer that we're you know, saying is not allowed. So like, mm -hmm. if you're a student, you can still sit in your classroom and quickly pray before an exam. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we've, you know, to be a little crude, we've become wimps. <laughs> you know, we can't handle any form of rejection. Yeah. And rejection is not persecution. Mm, and it's wow. definitely not got what God is talking about here. So if you remember the the second three or the previous three to this beatitude, right? Living in mercy, being merciful, or living in purity and peace. I believe that Jesus is talking about the suffering a believer experiences by living out these godly attributes, right? right? In an evil world that mocks, rejects, or abuses these characteristics. Hmm. You know, when you live a life of purity, the tainted around you is exposed. Right. Like, they, They don't like being exposed, right? Mm -hmm. When you extend mercy and grace um, to those around you, they either take advantage of you or, you know, or they have no remorse or appreciation, peacemaking efforts, you know, they, they're either mocked at or rejected when you're trying to share the gospel with people and help them, you know, see that they can be reconciled with God. Often you're rejected And that can come with some suffering. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just the rejection that's persecution, but your life being drastically altered by that. You know, we see a world for us as believers, when we see the world suffering around us, this fullness of Christ is flowing out in the form of mercy, purity and peacemaking. Right. And I believe that the persecution that Jesus is talking about here is the response to that kind of living and the suffering you have to experience because you're trying to live this out in a world that doesn't want it or mocks it. So that kind of life lived, it has to be by him, through him, and for him. That's the life that Jesus is calling, saying will be met with persecution. Right. Right. It's almost like the natural response of the world to a life that's lived out through God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that takes me into the next question, which is, so the verse, you know, the verse actually points this out in a way. The verse says, persecuted for righteousness sake. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, does this lead us to believe then that you could be persecuted for other reasons that have nothing to do with Christ? Yeah, many of us are being persecuted for just being jerks. You know, we <laughs> we can be, you know, Christians can be impossible to be around, you know. Yeah. As opposed Insufferable. to Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, we really can be and that's that's so dangerous for the world and so dangerous for ourselves because we are not living as we are supposed to. Right. You know, as opposed to being persecuted for being merciful, pure, and peaceful, we're being hated for being judgmental and unkind and hypocritical. Right. You know, we feel the need to wield our beliefs over others and expect the world to live in God-given righteousness when they don't even know him, right. you know, and right. don't or have rejected them. We're so afraid of living in a world that rejects us or doesn't love us, doesn't follow our ways. But that's so unbiblical. Jesus right. says that uh, we are the light in the dark place, or we mm. are a salt in a distasteful culture, right? Mm. Meant to bring light to the dark, meant to change the flavor of the place we are in. Right. You know, this is the mission, right? Instead of trying to be a light there or trying to be salt, we're trying to paint righteousness over, oh, you know, uh, these people are doing this sin, you're not allowed to do that. Let's change law. Let's change. That's not what we're called to do. Right, um, right. I'm not saying that doesn't need to be done, mm -hmm. but that's not gospel mission. Yes. You know, and we have yep. to be very clear about what our, what form our efforts take and mm -hmm. how that plays out in the kingdom of God. There is an, a worldly effort in trying to create a better world. And there is our effort to try and bring reconciliation the knowledge that this reconciliation is possible mm -hmm. we can't bring reconciliation that jesus does but but it's our job to bring that bring the good news right mm -hmm. so i encourage believers to reconsider what they call persecution based on the truth of the word of god and not our not our sensitive feelings, our misguided mm. feelings, right? Seriously, we are offended way too easily for being <laughs> soldiers of the one true God, right? Let's be on the offensive and have a plan to grow personally in Christ and to help those around us see the God we love. Instead of living a life constantly reacting to every sin of the world, right? Every mm. godless thought and word and uh, action or whatever it is the world is doing, right? The, the suffering we experience for living life as intentional missionaries, this is what God, Jesus calls persecution. Right. You know, right. not the things that we've, you know, that we are doing outside his mission and then get hated for, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, that's, that's in our control and we can change that, you know, yeah. suffering does come. And when you suffer for the right reasons, because you're doing the things God has asked you to do, this is the suffering and this is the persecution that God calls blessed. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So now that we know that, what is the hope for these people who are, being persecuted for righteousness sake what is the hope that they have yeah let's read those verses again in mm -hmm. in the beatitudes right it says blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake mm 
Hmm. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they perform so for so they persecuted the people. Starting over, for (laughs) so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. Right. So just from those verses, we see the two the two reasons for hope. Right. One is you belong to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And second is the promise for a great reward, right? We've talked about this in a previous episode of how Jesus suffered the cross for the hope which was was beyond it, right? Mm. Jesus says here that we have this kind of great reward beyond this persecution, beyond this suffering, right? And when he says it's a great reward, I trust it's pretty awesome, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, beyond mm-hmm. our wildest hopes and dreams. When we read Second Corinthians 4, verses 17 and 18, it says, For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, because we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Hmm. You know, listeners, as we grow in Christ and move from beatitude to beatitude, we will experience more and more suffering because that's the mission, right? As we become more like Christ, we will be hated as Christ was hated. Hmm. But Jesus reminds us to be glad and rejoice because we're in the company of many great prophets. And of course, our sweet Messiah being the greatest. You know, the Bible says in Philippians 2, verses 6 through 11, For he was in the form of God, but did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Hmm. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father in heaven. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, and we talked about challenging and hopeful, right? And that's the Beatitudes. And it is absolutely hopeful for those who are being persecuted. So that brings us to our conclusion of the Beatitudes. It's this has been, I believe, episode number eight. I've gotten these wrong every single time, but I'm pretty sure. You're right this time. Okay. So let me ask you this while we wrap this up. You know, what have you learned, right? As, you're, as you've studied the Beatitudes, as, you, as we come to the end, the conclusion, what have you learned from this period of time? Right. So much I've, so much I've learned is, hold on to Cruz. Guys, sorry, I'm recording. I'm almost done. Five minutes. Um, sorry. 
Yeah, I've quite like maybe many of the listeners. I used to read the Beatitudes as, you know, oh, blessed are these different kind of people. They all look like God one way or the other, mm-hmm. and because of that are blessed. And in in studying the word very recently is when I started understanding that, hey, this is a series of, of changes or transformations that happen in a believer's life. And, and, you know, it's driven by God as we surrender to him, mm. you know, and I hope that as we read the, uh, you know, as we read the Beatitudes, we don't leave with this receiving mind, right? right? That, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, but rather this mission mind. And I think that's where the sequence of the Beatitudes leads us to that final one of being persecuted for for God, for righteousness sake or Jesus sake. That's what our life should look like, mm. that we are being persecuted because we look so much like Jesus, right? So that it gives us this, like you mentioned earlier, De Cruz, this challenge, right? That does my life look like that? And if not, why not? And what do I need to do? to look Mm. more like Jesus every day, not because we want to get to a place of persecution, but be, but because we want to, we want to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven, right? right? right. We want to be called and look like the sons and daughters of God as he defines it, not as people of the world define it, be that Christian or non-Christian. That's, it's meaningless, we need to know the heart of God. What does he want his children to look like? And I think Beatitudes has, not I think, I know Beatitudes has been an eye-opener for me, even in moments where it just interpersonal, horizontal relationships, you know, being challenged there and reminding myself that, hey, I've been filled by Christ. No matter what this person I'm facing is responding out of, I have the responsibility to bring mercy and purity and peacemaking to the table. Mm. I've been given that and I need to there. It needs to show up. And if it's not showing up, that means I need to go back, start over, see that my spirit is empty of that, mourn that, ask for that and be filled with that. So it's, it's been amazing for me. I want to keep this in the front of my brain to constantly remind me that, you know, I want to be in the kingdom of heaven and it needs to look like this. Wow. Well, it's, I've been blessed by it as well, Cynthia. So thank you so much. And I think our listeners have as well. And, and if you have, you know, please send us notes, send us questions, comments, concerns. We would love to hear them. And, you know, we'll give you the email address in just a second here. You know, Cynthia, I'm not going to ask you what we have for next week because we just wrapped up a big series and I'll give you some time to think through that. I won't put you on the spot (laughs) and try to come up with a topic suddenly. But thank you again. And thank you to our listeners for listening to this week's episode. As always, remember that there's a new episode every Wednesday. To stay up to date, you can always subscribe to this podcast. Turn on your notifications so that you always know when the next episode comes out. And Cynthia, if somebody wants to ask you a question, offer suggestions, send angry concerns, where can they do that? Please be kind to me at (laughs) Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. But no, seriously, we welcome challenging questions, anything we can work through together. You know, De Cruz and I, 
are on this journey. I hope it's clear to you listeners that, you know, that we realize that we lack and we are trying to live surrendered lives. And, you know, we'd love to grow together. So so bring us your questions and let's work through them together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, listeners, may you experience the knowledge, wisdom, and love of God as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.